Hello everybody, welcome to Wombat Radio. <laughs> Today we're in Arts House, North Melbourne Town Hall. Um, do you want to maybe introduce yourself? I don't want to misrepresent you. Ooh, sure, okay. Uh, well, my name's Anna Kalstrom and I am a dancer and sometimes choreographer. Uh, and I also teach dance and that pretty much takes up my whole life. That's what I do. And what, are you, what is your body busy with? What is your mind busy with? What are you interested in at the moment? Uh, well, at the moment, well, I think it's probably easier if I mention like just what I do. So I um, dance with a small company at the moment in Melbourne. So yeah. that takes up... Um, What's it called? They're called Lionheart. They're like a little... Lionheart. Yeah. Cool. They're a, uh, a little commercial company. Um, so it's not the kind of dance I trained in, but it's fun to like expand and learn new things and just mm-hmm. just be dancing, like yeah. practice dancing, I guess, the movement and the feeling and the Yeah, and the memory. skill of like yeah, definitely. putting something that's out there into here and then delivering it. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and yeah, so I dance with them uh, and teach as well. And I'm not choreographing at the moment, but I do have like ideas bubbling. So like they're, um, yeah, they're on the way, but I don't like to say that I yeah, yeah. am like that I am a choreographer when it's I'm not quite practicing doing that at the moment how do you bubble your ideas Uh, do you just write them down and put them in a drawer Um, or do you like yeah well I do a bit of that (laughs) which is probably the worst thing you can do but I definitely um I like have a little notebook with me and write them down Mm -hmm. um I have a couple of friends um who I danced with previously who have free studio space at the moment so that's like the ideal what a godsend yeah yeah yeah. um and uh these ideas have um been coming from just from like books and things that I've been reading so I just sort of write them down and then I'm uh have like a vision in my head of how they're going to turn out but then of course it's another thing. on stage or on the body or something um yeah on the body like the movement that i want yeah, and yeah, yeah. like how i want it to communicate um a particular idea yeah uh, and is the vision of what it looks like or what it feels like to do bit of both but probably more i'm a quite a visual person so probably just because of that probably more what it looks like I is think. it a big step for you to go from knowing what something needs to look like to having to work out how to do it or how to choreograph yeah it? definitely um they don't um oh, i'd say f- for me personally yes but when the movement is on someone else i'm like i can um like teach them how I want the like how I want it to look how I want the idea to be um but for myself um yeah I'd say I probably go through stages so uh sometimes it's fine and I can yeah get the idea out but then yeah it and it depends if it's my idea or someone else's I suppose. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because somehow if it's your idea, there's more context and there's more breadth of knowledge driving it. But yeah, at the same definitely. time, it's more special and precious to you. Yeah, definitely. And I'm probably more critical mm. of it. So um, it's like I do battle with myself more often than if it was someone else's career and I can just... Um, I don't have that other thought process going on who wins that battle when you're battling with yourself yeah that's a good question well i'd say probably not me otherwise <laughs> i would have started on this story by now um <laughs> yeah that's a tricky one i don't know because like because as a dancer i'm quite a perfectionist mm-hmm. but that's not helpful as a choreographer at least in the early stages mm. so um yeah yeah 
what are, what are your early stages look like? Uh, uh, you get studio space, you walk in with your body and then... Yeah, um, so I tend to I tend to make up things when I have inspiration. So that is more often than not like at, just at home, like I'll be listening to some music and just make something up or I have a certain, like a couple of moves that I know like for me might help communicate a particular thing so I'll string them together and write them down um, and then it depends if it's just me in the studio then um, I'll take my time to go through to go through them and like put them together but um, if it if there are other dancers there then I would rather come in prepared with a movement sequence to teach them rather than making it up with them in the room I think um, yeah when you write down the stuff that just comes to you at home do you like draw little stick figures or do sometimes you, yeah yeah, right. yeah um yeah or I just yeah write it down or like um a couple of words or something that mm -hmm. do you video yourself sometimes I have I have a struggle with video I'm not quite sure um how I feel about it but I think it's it's like it's very important I think for mm. like capturing things and stuff like that but I know um yeah the like the feeling for me and the like what comes out on video doesn't always mm -hmm. yeah like it's been it, like I think it's true for most people it's been said before but I think it is a really good technique um I tend to use video in the later processes, like the later, mm. later stages, I think, when I care more about how it looks as mm. opposed, I think, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, because it's got to exist before you start ripping it apart. Yeah, yeah. And video is really good for ripping shit apart. Yeah, and I also found, I, um, I worked with someone last year who, um, he really does use video a lot like it and like it's it's super helpful but he's also a really busy person so it's like he really needs that that reminder the visual reminder there um but I found it really um like disrupt oh I found for me it sort of disrupts the rehearsal process a bit because you film it and then you watch it and then you sort of don't give yourself time to get it in your body and to like get the timing between you and to get like all that stuff that you need to fill the dance. It somehow gets outsourced to the camera to yeah, remember it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it's really difficult to, because the movement is then coming from a, so like if you use it to, rem to remind yourself the next rehearsal, um, it's coming from a different, like it's, yeah, it's yeah, like. Yeah, like a different, an outsourced authority. Yeah. Actually. And. and yeah. It's somehow this singular version of how it was. Yeah, not definitely. What it can be. Yeah, and it feels really 2D and really um, like you're putting on, yeah, putting mm. on the movement. Yeah, mm. so I sort of. Um, well, it's like the weird thing is that you remember movement some often not by how it looks, but yeah. by how it feels or the internal monologue you need to have to yeah. execute it. But the video doesn't capture any of that. And so somehow it's capturing the wrong things that if you're trying to use it as a memory tool for the dancers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Or as a, um, yeah, as something to work with to further the movement and the, like the feeling or the idea that you're trying to, um, to create. But I think definitely in the later stages, it's like when I would care visually, I have to say that about how it looks. Yeah. Um, then video is helpful, I think. Do you feel comfortable saying that you're a choreographer when you're making? When you're in the midst of making? Uh, I don't really I don't really like labels in general. It took me a long time to say that I was a dancer. Like yeah, a right. long, long time. Um, and I the only reason I feel I can say that now is because there's nothing Oh, there's very little I do that doesn't involve dance. So I feel like, mm. okay, I can say that now. 
Um, but yeah, I'm I sort of yeah, I don't really I only use it because it's something that people can associate uh, it can help them understand mm. what I might be doing but uh, I certainly don't use it for myself sometimes I say that I'm a contractor De- mm-hmm. depending on who I'm talking to I try and work out what language it is that they are comfortable or familiar with and then I and if if they're comfortable or familiar with company speak or academic speak or bureaucratic speak or um, sole trader speak, like it's all very different if you're running your own business versus if you're working in an industry that has like um, very clear tiers of promotion. That's very different. Yeah. And mostly if people come up and talk to me about the car I'm driving or whatever and they ask me what I do inevitably and I'll tell them that I'm a contractor... Uh, and sometimes that means making dance for people to do, and sometimes it means making music for people to dance to. Okay, yeah. And it makes then That's it makes clever. sense. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of people who are contractors who trained in one thing, but they'll get to the job site, and then the yeah. the person will need something done, and they'll just have to work out how to do it. Yeah. They just get paid better. That's the only difference. <laughs> cool. Mm. I like that. Mm. I'll try it. Oh yeah, nice. Try it next time. Uh, but we didn't get onto what you're interested in, just what you do. Ah, uh, true. Um, so, uh, so <laughs> do you mean like, obviously this is for dance, so do you mean within a dance context? Uh, or? I guess I mean the thing I'm interested in the moment, the thing that I, that's bugging me, or that I've, I said once and it's stuck with me and I haven't worked it out, it hasn't been resolved, is when I'm in process and things are being generated, how do I know when something is something or can be something and how do I know when something is nothing? Right, and that's so that's what you... That's what I'm stuck on at the moment. Okay. That's like what I'm interested in. And, and, I'll, and then that can apply to everything, like... Um, I'm restoring an old Land Cruiser so that's a a bit like is this a good or bad idea to make this alteration whereas when I'm generating a piece of material you make many sections or many dances and then you wonder or improvisational structures so when I'm watching an improvisation that I've structured where does the, what is the moment when it stops being nothing and suddenly becomes something? Mm-hmm. And how can I support that to more guarantee that something will happen rather than just so much energy and effort being frittered away in static electricity? Okay. So that's what I'm stuck on. Mm-hmm. And all the, all the things that I do are just like hopefully helping that get unraveled or that's what's like the rose-colored glasses yeah um, yeah wandering through the world so that's always going on in the back of your mind i think so even if i don't know about it like when when does something transition when does a meal become a banquet when um when are leggings jeggings I don't know <laughs> like and that's just really about how to know something how to not convince myself that I'm making art or doing work when I'm actually not yeah when I'm just keeping myself busy but I but you know some other people are really busy with like um how do I embody the lack of hope that I have in the state of the world at the moment yeah, and then they get into a studio and they try and let that mental thinking take over their physicality until things emerge, mm-hmm. and then they construct that into something cohesive that they can put in front of an audience. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's a tricky question to answer. <laughs> um, well, it doesn't have to be so meta either. 
some people are just really keenly interested in red. Yeah. Like Ivy Warren, who's based in <laughs> Sydney, she did. She's doing shapes and colours at the moment. So I saw her do a cool. red square dance. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, well, I guess. Um, this wouldn't necessarily be my answer, but in light of what you've just said, I think I'm going to have a few different answers yes. <laughs> to that. Um, uh, something that I'm interested in is um, like <laughs> doing the actual work for something rather than um, doing all this work around it, trying to get to the same point, because I feel like that's what I do a lot of at mm. the moment. Mm. Um, work that... Um, that I feel is, um, or that I think is, um, you know, helpful or mm. doing something, but actually it's not really. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess like how, I, yeah, how do I actually do, how, how can I... Um, that makes total sense to me. Yeah. yeah okay. Because there's a, a safety in doing all the things that we know how to do, even if they're not actually taking us towards. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's almost impossible to know which thing will. Yeah, yeah. And but I think you can feel it. Yeah. Like if you let yourself yeah. actually... It's almost like if there's a little bit of fear, that's probably yeah. the thing you need to be doing. Yes, I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My how else do you know? Like, how else do you know if you're doing the work? Uh, yeah, well, I think, as you just said, it's the fear. And I think also um, it's the thing, well, maybe occasionally it's the thing that you avoid doing for the longest or, like, um, it's it's there in the back of your thoughts um, but you pay it the least attention or you know that kind of thing like yeah yeah I know for me um, for example I'm planning to go overseas soon and that is always in the back of my mind but I'm like and I'm talking to a lot of people about it and like trying to get hints and stuff and very occasionally I'll look online <laughs> to actually mm -hmm. book my flight but mm -hmm. hasn't happened yet but that's like oh, it's yeah so I'm doing all this work around it but for me to actually like get the concrete plan down I'm like not mm. or I'm like ever so slowly <laughs> hedging towards it I had to I got the opportunity to curate an evening at Pact in Sydney in yeah, March that's awesome it was really cool and I asked um, Pascal who runs is, works out at Blacktown Art Centre running the program out there and I asked him about told him my vision for programming and asked him to mentor me through that with his wisdom, his experience yep. and he asked me how much of it I had done because I still had a lot of unresolved things and I said I hadn't locked anything in because I wanted to know everything before I started locking things in. Yeah. And he made the very good observation that um, while you can do anything, you can still do anything and you'll, that means nothing. Like nothing is, there is no next step to take. And then as soon as you lock down your first person or ring your first person and then they tell you they're busy and can't do it anyway, then that's an... Like, um, who was it? I think even there's a Belgian-based choreographer called Ingrid who also, like, blew my mind when she said that making a decision actually opens opportunities rather than closing them off. Yeah, And yeah, that's every opportunity one. is, like, so many opportunities are closed until you make a decision but it yeah. always feels the other way around yeah it does yeah you're right yeah <laughs> yeah that's one does that wonder. come into the studio as well 
that like knowing when you're doing the work and when you're doing the things around the work? Uh, no, I feel like um, studio time is like super valuable to me. So I'm pretty, um, I it's like as much maybe to avoid that happening as much as possible I try and mm. like uh, have like a list of things or a, you know something to work through oh, like a task list yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. to um, keep myself on track otherwise I would just stare at empty space kind of thing for a while yeah, um, yeah so I sort of make myself um, get past that in the studio but then yeah definitely out of it mm. it's all swirling around What else? What else are you interested in? Um, well, uh, I've been reading lots of books recently um, just on, like, femininity and, um, like, any, social conditioning. Any names? And names of, of books? Or names um, of authors? Or? I'm reading one at the moment called Not Just Lucky by Jamila Ritz, Ritzby, which mm -hmm. is really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um uh, Fight Like a Girl by Clementine Ford. Um, uh, Once We Were Feminists by an American author. I can't remember her name. Mm -hmm. um, just like lots of non-fiction um, books that um, they don't... I guess some of them do, but they're not necessarily um, like it anger n novels or anything but they're um just so interesting the way they like um unpack mm. like because a, a lot of things that I feel and I don't quite understand why I feel them or like that I um like yeah or that I feel to like I I don't quite understand why I don't act on it if I feel it or like just things that I like um, sort of things about myself that I should I feel I have like the confidence and the knowledge now to do yet I still like don't act on them and I like they're really good those books for me um, at articulating what I feel I understand but I don't quite know in my thoughts mm -hmm. and so they're um I just I find them so cathartic and so interesting to read yeah. um and so like in terms of a choreographic concept that's something that I am so interested in um that I yeah that like that's like my yeah thing that I um to like dance wise that I would love to work on um being articulate um yeah like knowing what you think yeah or just like concepts mm, I guess like concepts that we all have that we accept mm. Mm, I don't know it sounds really cliched I like <laughs> yeah I, as soon as you say it out loud of course it sounds yeah. cliche it's like everything um when you have your first epiphany at like age 12 <laughs> and and then it's a breakthrough for you because your mind has been expanded and then if you say it out loud you're like oh yeah I should have realised yeah, that yeah um, but yeah I guess just like um, I guess like just social conditioning and just acceptance and how it just passes under our radar. Like there's still so much that we, especially, and I guess the danger is when you think you're enlightened, you think that you know it all, or that you, like there's no more to discover there, but there's so much more to discover. So it's just like that as a, as a topic is really interesting to me. And so, um, yeah, the books I've been reading sort of help to flesh that out. Uh, and like, help me to like name my um, uh, 
yeah I don't know help me to like I guess articulate um inklings I have of why something shouldn't be or why it should be or why I feel why it goes against you know yeah or why like why have I accepted that when I don't actually accept it like yeah just I don't know like that that wasn't very articulately put the, I follow a few essay blogs and not because I care about the essay form at all but what these people and their guests do excellently is be far more along the road with an idea than I am we're yeah. interested in the same idea but they've they've given it the time and they've had the years of um, practice at creating written English yep. that it's like they're helping me think through it yeah, and even if yep. I don't agree with them it their essay becomes a scaffold for me to see what it is that I do think yeah definitely yeah and then I wonder how I can how I can have that same experience physically and not start from scratch when I'm authoring movement like in, in a lot of ways those of us that are can only speak English who are native English speakers actually we haven't still mastered English we only know how to yeah. engage with it and interact with it but not form it and author it and um I think the same thing can be said for movement. How like most people engage with movement is that there's something that they can leverage off of to achieve something else, but it's not something that they have nuance within or sophisticated taste. And by sophisticated, I just mean honed. Yeah. Specifically within different contexts. Um, but it's really easy for me to think that I agree with them just because they're much more eloquent than yeah, I am sure, yeah. and then I worry about that as well and I wonder even about early days of the Catholic Church and only the priest being able to read mm. and that you just had to take their word on it and they yeah. were like because they were more scholarly yeah. you weren't in a position to say to call bullshit on it yeah yeah and so I, I feel that to and fro when it comes to practices that are physically embodied that there's only so many hours in the day to spend on what you're going to get super eloquent at and articulate within mm. and if they're spending all day every day in the English language and we're spending half of it in that and half of yeah, it in exactly. physicality yeah. then it's like how can you leverage their exploration and learn from it but hold your own valid and legitimate authority yeah. to call bullshit but I on think it. that comes out when you're in the movement part of it like exactly. because that's when you're in your, yeah, your zone, element your or what you're yeah. practicing or what you're finding out you've taken that and then you're yeah and that just being in that practice then opens all like yeah. little doors within your head like you yeah. know that's and then that enables yeah. more to come from that yeah I think about that that if the if the if the brain stem and the spinal column and the central nervous system and the gut bacteria of all of that are other intelligent systems and then we're constantly training in a way that is to make our physical selves more integrated including with our brain yeah then we have more brains to think with than people who don't that's a cool way of putting it <laughs> i've not heard of that before that's yeah. cool that's what I like to think about anyway. I definitely... It's a way of justifying your dance practice, that's for sure. Yeah, because there are things that I don't understand until I do them, until they live in my body. Yeah, yeah. In the same way that watching a cooking show is not having the ability to cut an onion really finely. Yeah, sure. And you conceptually yeah. understand, finely chop onion. Yeah. But then, like, the motor skills that have to come with the embodiment of that. Yeah. That's mm. really interesting. Yeah. Did you get through all the things that you do? Sometimes I feel like I cut you off because I get excited. 
teach dancing or I read a lot I don't know like everything that I do um yeah just teaching taking class who's um what is what are the inputs in your life at the moment that are inspiring that's a tricky one at the moment um (laughs) well at the moment for the last couple of years or like that book that I lent you that I just lent that out because it was super inspiring to me the harmony yeah harmony project ito Yeah. yeah Uh, that was amazing, yes. So, um, And so sometimes if I'm not ready to synthesize my experience into work that then I give to other people, I just have to give them the things that are going into yeah, my experience. Okay. Yeah. Which is what people do when they click the share button, I guess, on YouTube or yeah. something like that. Um, Inspiration, input. Because you've talked about what you're reading, but then who are you listening to or what are you watching? Or mm, at the, Well, I'm watching, um, I'm watching period dramas on Netflix, oh, yeah. which is great. So I'm watching uh, Downton Abbey at the moment, which is awesome. It's very dramatic and inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing shows are inspiring. Um... I don't know. I struggle with that one, to be honest. Um, sometimes there is and sometimes there isn't, I think, for inspiration. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. Like, I find... I think I find words expi- inspiring. I, found, I find... Um, like... Uh, when someone has an idea and they're like really passionate about that idea and they're like you know so stuff like that Mm. um and you can find that just in everyday life so I guess Mm. I find people inspiring like talking Mm. to people there's sort of no great big no it's fine line isn't it because there are people who are super passionate about something but then you realize actually they're dogmatic about it and yeah what they're passionate about is shit that you can't morally get on board with. Yeah, yeah. And so somehow it's a more specific kind of passion maybe. It's people who are passionate about something that they're still working out or working through or something that... Yeah, or just something that lives or like when they talk about it, they look like they're like living yeah, in a whole yeah, different... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're vibrating or yeah, something. Like yeah, like as opposed to how they were a couple of moments before that Mm. um or something yeah like like that light you know when people light up and I think that does maybe that doesn't really happen if you're dogmatic about it because you're pushing a point but more just if something surfaces yeah 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 um that's a nice way to think about it actually but now it makes me want to be really good at working out what that thing is for somebody so that I can yeah, okay. so that I can facilitate that light up and so that I get to bask in the in the warmth of that passion and interest well it's not a bad thing I think if everyone were allowed their yeah. time to figure out like the you know if everyone mm. was allowed to um, to light up about their ideas mm. then we'd have many more inspired people walking around yeah. or you know if everyone let themselves I yeah it's a tricky one I've always struggled with um, inspiration or like when people with are lighting like up. who are your heroes no I have no problem with like lighting up <laughs> like with um, like with uh, being inspired in the moment like that book for example that yeah. was like inspiring um, or like um, you know, figuring out an idea or, like, conversing with a friend and figuring out an idea together. Yeah. That is inspiring, like, you know, that yeah, kind yeah. of... Yeah, Actually, your peers become inspired, your inspirations. Yeah, yeah. And so the idea of who are your heroes is an old one. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, I certainly don't think about it. Yeah, in that way. Mm. And, like, I find it really difficult to... Uh, yeah, maybe that's a good practice to try and do, to, like, 
jot down things that are inspiring, but I just, it's not really um, the way I roll, I don't mm-hmm. think. What does your process look like? Pardon? When you're making, what does your process look like? Um, well, I kind of, kind of like to make it all up myself. <laughs> Every move, is that what you Every mean? move. Yeah. I don't like tasking. Yeah. Because. Because um, you know what you want. Yeah, I think. And I'm like, well, not even necessarily, but like bit by bit. So I might not know the whole entire thing, but in that moment, maybe I know and I'll like help someone work towards that. Or if it's just me, I'll like work towards that. Um um, but I sort of, um, have, obviously it changes in a process, but I start like, um, having particular sections. So at the moment I have an idea, um, like a, a work that I'd like to do about, um, I say about femininity, but it'd be so much more than that. It's I just like have to start somewhere to say that. Um, and I have like different sections within that that I'm interested in, and so like I'd work with dancers on those different things. Like I have like particular things that I want to say about like a, a particular facet or a particular, you know idea within an idea and then I'd work with the dancers and um, try and like yeah bring that out of them and so but because I'm quite a visual person so I sort of start with um, how it um, sort of yeah different sections of how it might look or like uh, like a contrast contrast of um of yeah of facets or of feelings or of um mood i guess and then how how do you know when something needs to be movement or when something needs to be dance and when actually it just could be a tweet or a picture essay yeah a um a title uh I guess it's, well, I guess it's like an, like a, like a, sometimes, you know when sometimes you're working in a process and you just know that this is meant to be like this? I, that's really how I work. Like, I don't, I probably start a lot in my, like, yeah, with, um, like, visually of how I want it to look, but then there's, there's another part that, like, I just sort of trust that. It sounds so ridiculous, but um, I just have a feeling and then I work with people and then, yeah, I don't... um, It's interesting because you go through uni and you learn, like, all these techniques to get away from that. Um, But then... Make eight counts and do it half speed totally. and then do it backwards and then, like, and then face it different yeah, walls. Definitely, and, yeah, definitely, uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, make it... Sounds boring as shit. Yeah, well... Because, like, what is the... Where is the art or, like, where is the genius well, that is visiting yeah, to well, let that you is, know yeah. how to, what choices to make? And where is the authorship? Yeah, well, that's all... Is my opinion. Yeah. You can have your own opinion. I still think it it's Im- yeah. Mine. I still think it's important, but I um, definitely think that now that I know all of that, I'm I'm totally happy to go back to my way of yeah. doing things. So um, yeah, I um, I yeah, I sort of just go with what I feel it needs or what I would want I often think about like because I watch quite a few shows and I um something's missing yeah and I can't help being (laughs) I can't help being a little bit like that um 
I'm also I'm a, also a bit of a perfectionist, so I, like I um, can't help like putting that into what I do. So not necessarily not necessarily that something's missing, yeah. um, but just um, what uh, what would I want as an audience like? Yeah. yeah, somehow you're trying to make your perfect show. Yeah, well... Oh, no. Not necessarily, but just... Um, just thinking about, lo- like, lots of different aspects of a performance. Like, what constitutes a good performance? Like, that is something I'm really interested in. Mm. Um, Have you worked anything out? Uh, about what constitutes yeah yeah heaps of different things but it might be different for everyone like I don't think there's no of course but it'd be interesting to hear what you reckon um well for me it has to um well I am really interested in a show or a work that polarizes opinion so like I really want people to like really love it or really hate it um it has to have an impact and like some substance to it and for I feel for that to happen it has to um I don't like the word accessible or relatable but it has to be has to have an impact so there has to be something to grasp within it, like whatever that is. Um, mm. Kind of like, um, kind of like Tanya Litke, like her works were. Um, you didn't have to be a you know super versed in contemporary to get something out of them. Mm. I think that's just about that. There's a handle there's some kind of signifier that says I have considered that says from the choreographer to the audience I have considered you and what you will experience and it's okay to trust me for the next hour so for example um, I would put something that is obviously very skillful and hard to do early on in the show Mm -hmm. so that the and then the next section after that can be improvised and can fail. Yeah. But but it's been made clear. It's like a request or a plea to the viewer to say that we're very skilled and we've taken this seriously and we're not wasting your time. And even if this experiment that we're trying to aim for fails, it's not because we don't value you. I don't know. Yeah, it's just when maybe. I did a duet with Miranda Ween many years ago, it was about an eight-minute improvisation with a vocabulary we made up mm-hmm. and we were restricted to the vocabulary so the work was cohesive but it could come in any order at any time and we yeah. had to read off each other when that was. But we made two eight-move flow-on segments that could come out when they needed to as a as a guarantee or a thank you or a sign of respect Mm -hmm. to the viewer to remind them that we value that they got a babysitter and drove out and paid the parking meter (laughs) and bought the ticket and are sitting in the theatre. Yeah. And that we've deeply considered what we're sharing with them. Mm -hmm. And how'd that go? Standing standing ovation. No, I don't know. It's like (laughs) it was a very short piece. So I think it was a very good piece. But it seemed important to set up a respect of the viewer and of their time. Yeah, okay. And then there was space to fail artistically as long as it was clear that you had considered the people that were there to watch you. Yeah, okay. Not just throwing it back in their face. Yeah, maybe, yeah. That's defi- definitely one way of... But what, what would you do? 
like if we're just talking about not not being relatable, it's not about yeah. being that, but it's somehow about being yeah. accountable, taking responsibility. Well, I'd probably consider the, I guess, a similar um, structure to what you said. So have something, yes, have something really skillful and really, um, you know, really cool, like put some really cool dancing in there. Um, (laughs) But I think I'd, Yeah, I'd sort of... To clarify, I thought our whole piece was really cool dancing <laughs> that we made. But I was aware that because it was freestyled each night, yeah. that there was no guarantee that the best version of it would yeah, be okay. given to the audience. Yeah. So I, w- I definitely wasn't putting anything in front of them that I thought was not worth their time. Yeah, yeah. But I wanted to guarantee at least two seconds out of the ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it, I guess it also, um, yeah, uh, there are a few, there's no one Mm. way to answer that question, but there are a few different things. So I'd, um, have like good performance, like, which I think is more than just good dancing and, you know, just, but actually like, um, yeah have to really understand or like really you know project or you know really Mm. get through to the audience um I'd have like I'd want to have a lot of I don't know I sort of I hesitate to say to say this a little bit but I'd want to think about the arc of the show or like give them something I'd want to give them something that makes sense within, like, you know, the chaos of whatever it might be, or, like, something... Because um, I I also like to put a lot of stuff together that doesn't necessarily work, or it might be really jarring, or it might be really, um, like, uncomfortable or different or... Um, like there's some element of it that's a bit like not quite Mm. uh you know not easy to watch or not um yeah comfortable to watch for lack of a better word um and so i'd want yeah i just want to be like oh not careful but yeah i just want to give them something without being too um like storybook like not like not stating the obvious but just want to give them things to latch onto or things to yeah which would be like that would change as I go so um that might be different for each work kind of thing like there's no Mm. like there's no because dance is so you know and ideas are so um can be so like transient there's no like solid uh thing that well maybe I don't know I might change my mind when I discover it but I feel there's no um like yeah solid like that's it so we do this every time and then the message will get through um yeah well you hope that what you're working with is different enough that everything needs to be reconsidered yeah yeah and that if you use the same structure and framework for femininity as you did for your favorite flavor of ice cream show then you're not doing either of them justice true um and it's probably boring to work yeah. that way. I don't know. It had, I, yeah. So what do you know? Like, I know there's a lot of I don't knows, but what is, what is something that you're certain about? 
Take your time. Well, I don't know if this is a... Um, well, just like an inkling I have, um, that if I... I feel like if you're going to make a dance work, it has to do, like... It has to try to make an impact. Like, it has to try to to do something, to be something. It has to be substantial mm. in some way. So that is something... That's something I know for myself. Mm. Um, yeah, it has to, you know, try to change the world if we're going to be talking yeah, English. that's the reason that I'm in art, is to change the world, absolutely. Yeah, but it has to, yeah, it can fail, but it has to try with all, all you might. Otherwise, I don't think it's worth doing. Yeah. Especially not in the world that we live in. Uh, yeah. You know, where we have, like, you know, ostensibly we can do whatever we want. So I think if you're going to choose, yeah, if you're going to choose an art form, it has to has to strive for something mm. better than, or, you know. Mm. Do you know what you're striving for? Yeah... Yes and no, that will probably change too as I, <laughs> as I keep moving on. Um, I like to... Um, I like to make people question things. So I like... Um, yeah, to, to make them question views or um, ideas or, like... Yeah, their opinions. As I said, I like to try to polarize opinions. So I really want, I really want to um, create discussion or um, really, yeah, I want people mm. to take something from it that really um, they really feel strongly about and really, you know, that kind of thing. I feel that way about that there are many, many opinions or beliefs that we have that are relevant at a certain level of zoomed in or out. Yeah. And then if you zoom way in or if you zoom way out, you don't hold the same belief. And so I try and... If somebody yeah. says, for example, that the best thing to wear is always black, and then I try and think of a situation where they're definitely right and a situation where they're probably definitely wrong... Yeah because I imagine that most of us are living in this in-between yeah. space where like actually within this context, that's correct. But as soon as we broaden our context a bit, most of our belief systems have holes in them mm. and that that is more spacious place and leaves space to meet people and be with people if our belief systems have a bit of air <laughs> blowing yeah. through them. Yeah. How do you do that? Yeah, it's How do you make people feel safe enough that they don't feel attacked, but, like, excited and invested enough to re-evaluate what it is? Yeah. Um, well, you might not... Or why is dance really good at doing that? Because you could do it in lots of ways. Yeah, yeah that's really true. Um, I wouldn't want to speak as though I've... Worked it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just imagine you're winning some kind of Emmy or Grammy or something, and then mm -hmm. this is your acceptance speech right now. <laughs> um, I guess I think, well, I think it goes back to what I said before. You have to have something for people to latch on to so they find a way in mm. and then I don't every um, I think everyone is going to have a different opinion and a different um, mm. so I, I think you just make enough of an impact so that 
think it goes back to the like the jarring thing I was talking mm. about. There's a way to like um, invite people in, but then have them like jilted or you know um, at the same time. So, and of course you can't read that all from seeing one dance show, but what you can uh, get is things from it and then you discuss the, you know, hopefully people discuss the show after they've seen it and, or um, it would be that the show is so vivid that they feel compelled to discuss like, which is not possible, but or, you know, not probable, like you're not going to get that from everyone, but it would yeah, that's like what I envision, like something that really creates an impact that mm, really, mm, mm. like whether people liked it or not, they... Um, They're moved. Yeah, just feel compelled to discuss it and, mm. you know, it doesn't have to, like you... I, I like that idea that actually they're, they're, they're somehow resolved individuals when they come in but then through the experience of what you've made, it problematizes something for them. Yeah. So that it has to bubble up and then be reworked exactly. through. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like it reveals complexities within what they might have. Mm. Or like it, yeah, it undoes something or it, you know, mm. or it undoes something so that something can come out kind of thing. When you're putting a tire back on a car, <laughs> you mostly tighten but you don't fully tighten the nuts as you go around Mm -hmm. and then once they're all mostly tight then you go back and you tighten them all further and I think there's something in that where if you just loosen everything off a little bit the pressure off everything a little bit and have things that are seemingly mutually exclusive cohesively existing next to each other there's space enough to see like yeah how committed your mind is or your belief system to that thing and then you can start tightening them back up again and there's just a been a little bit of a shift but there's enough that things maybe come back into alignment or go out of alignment so they're wobbly and they need to be reconsidered yeah yeah that seems like how you change the world to me yeah in like a very respectful way yeah mm. yeah Usually I ask why. Well, as I said before, I think if you're going to choose an art <laughs> form, you have to, you have to. And I think for me now, I'm getting to a point where I, I just need a bit more or like, you know, I've like, I'm a dancer and contribute in that way and stuff. But then I feel like in, like in the scale of, my life I feel like I need to do a bit more than just be a dancer (laughs) within Mm. the world so I either like yes I teach um which is you know important but I think there's more to to tap into there like there's more um to do and I also um don't necessarily like when I do you should never compare yourself but when I do compare myself to like what other people are doing and oh you know in the world and like how they're um helping or like you know bettering the world in some way I just like I'm I really feel like it's time to do that as well yeah (laughs) or that maybe everyone hopefully everyone finds a a point where they're conscience kind of tips over into into having them into action yeah it's like what am I doing what is that doing to me what is that doing to the world and that Mm. those questions should be asked of all the efforts that you put in and whether you're just keeping yourself busy or whether you're doing the most important thing yeah and whether you, I guess, whether you can live with that, like whether you want to, you know, 
um, like how does it make sense yeah in terms of yeah or I guess for me like how does dance make sense um, like yeah like I like it so much but how can I how can it yeah how can I put something more in it so that it's more than just something I do or yeah like how can it which I guess is what most um, people end up doing if they stay in dance because it has to have more uh, weight to it somehow it sounds like I'm devaluing dancing but I don't mean it in that way (laughs) no I don't think you are And it's a really good question about how does it make sense in the world that we find ourselves in. Yeah, or like why do you do it? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm dancing with one of the companies I dance in at the moment. There are a lot of younger dancers and they just haven't discovered that question yet. And it's so nice. Like it's so... um, They're so unburdened. It's like, it's great. But I really feel... Like I really feel a divide just in like which I have put there myself in my own head like just in terms of that question and like in terms of how like if that's how I'm feeling then I need to act on it like what can I do to um to give this the weight that I feel it deserves and if I have these um notions in me like how can they yeah, how can I contribute, I guess? How can I um, do something to make them heard and then to change? If if I want to affect change or attempt to, then, yeah, how can I do that? Mm. Nice. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't drop them. <laughs> Is there anything I haven't asked that you want to talk about or any epiphanies or quotes you want to say so that they can be quoted into the future (laughs) the wise words no don't think so give me an example It takes longer to be good at something. Your skill takes longer to develop than your taste. That's cool. <laughs> that's a great quote, Matt. And so that's like people want to learn the guitar, for example, because yeah. they've started to really appreciate listening to guitar. <laughs> and then it takes so long to learn how to, for their skill to catch up to their taste. Yeah. And that's, that happened to me with breakdancing. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I ever really met it, but with contemporary dancing, the kind that I have invested in, at least, I feel like I've, my skill is catching up to my taste and it's yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then all the people that you looked up to as heroes become peers and then... Yeah. Yeah, it's lovely. Cool. Is it over? Yeah, is it thinking? Or is it over? <laughs> um, I don't know. No, I'm not really a snappy, snappy quote person. I think you've already said a lot of profound things. <laughs> and I think you should feel like you haven't <laughs> delivered. <laughs> Uh, 
Where did you study? Uh, I studied at Deakin and then at WAPA at Link. So as part of Link. I when did you say. graduate? How long? What year? I graduated in 2013. It's 2017 now. Yeah. Five years. What if you could send a note back five years to your just graduated oh self? Oh, my goodness. Um... I'd say just, well, to that person, I'd just say uh, to trust in themselves a hell of a lot more <laughs> than they did. Um, and just to take, take opportunity or not to be um, rattled by, uh, not to be rattled or like to, you know, that like yeah if you try for it and you don't get it just like you can yeah you don't need to be so rattled by mm. by it or like you can it's not the end of the world like you can, you can yeah keep. it's like you can reach for something without that thing validating your existence yeah, yeah. totally yeah well that's hard to know pardon it's like a hard thing to believe yeah but it's, I, it's something it's that's essential. so important in dance. Well, in yeah. so many things, but especially in dance, because it's mm. so, um, that, that happens all the time. Yeah. And it's a lot to do with luck. Yeah. I really believe that a lot of the excellent things that have happened in my life, performing the Opera House, for example, yeah. that that's really to do with luck. But I also think there's a particular, there's a mindset that's more helpful to um, accepting or going along with that luck yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think, yeah. I think um, there's a way to, yeah, because, yeah, because cause like at, when I just finished Link, I, you know, was feeling so much better about my, like, I don't know, dancing and technique and everything, but still so anxious about, about all the things that I knew, or that I knew that I ha wasn't accomplished that or hadn't um, learned yet, or and I just yeah, I really could have done without <laughs> without that anxiety. Without the anxiety. Oh shit! Say no to anxiety. Or just like it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Or like choose what's important. Or. Um, yeah, it doesn't have to rest on every little, yeah, yeah. every little thing. Like, yeah. there's space to breathe within yeah, it's there. Like the 21st century version of the say no to spectacle is say no to anxiety. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Thanks, Anna. Thanks for having me. <laughs>